I'm sure you have noticed when in your reading of the Gospels for your own reflection or listening to the Gospel proclaimed that Jesus rarely gives a straightforward answer to a simple question. A question posed by his disciples or by someone from the crowd as in the situation in today's Gospel. Lord, will only a few people be saved? It seems like a straightforward question, as we say, an up-and-down answer, yes or no. But that's not what happens. Jesus, it seems, hears a different question within that question, as he so often does. Who is my neighbor? Let me tell you three parables in response to that. He would be the most frustrating of teachers in a classroom. <laughs> and Jesus, it seems, hears this question from the person who questions him today. Will I be among those who are saved? Will I be one of those? Whether there are few or many, will I be among those? The questioner gets one thing right. Notice he uses the passive verb, be saved, indicating that perhaps he or she understands that salvation comes from someplace else, that salvation comes from God and not from one's self, that it is an action on behalf of the questioner. And then Jesus proceeds to outline what is necessary to enter the door that leads to salvation. He uses the verb strive, a word, a verb that we often refer to, we often use to refer to athletic exercise, to strive to be the strongest, the fastest. The connection may be helpful. Spiritual fitness takes practice and effort and determination. The author of the letter to the Hebrews for our second reading uses the word discipline five times. In this context, the Greek word for discipline doesn't mean to reprimand, as we often would use that word, but it means instruction. It means formation for living life in a particular way. In this case, in the way of the Lord. The author, the Hebrews, uses the example of a parent who offers discipline, who offers formative thoughts, examples, wisdom to the son or daughter whom the parent would hope would grow in his or her ways of living life well. And so God offers ways for us to build up our spiritual energy through the teachings and the examples of Jesus. Like physical exercise, some challenges to our spiritual strength we choose 
like striving to be more patient, to be charitable, to be hospitable. In the season of Lent, we take on spiritual regimen in order that we might be a better person. But there are other spiritual challenges, as it were, that come to us from those times in life that unfold around us. For example, when, it, when we need to accept the unexpected bad news about our health, or when we encounter and deal with the death of someone that we love, or when an act of injustice takes place in our community, or words of prejudice come from our friends and colleagues that we did not expect. In those times, we are tested in our spiritual strength, and it makes us reflect on whether we need to strengthen that faith and that trust to train our love to be more reliable. The author of the Hebrews mentions that same situation and says that those times might seem difficult, but in time we gain righteousness from them. So Jesus underlines this need to be in shape when he tells those who expect to get into the banquet of the redeemed because they, well, they know the Lord. They may be left out. He says, it's because of who you are, not because you're well-connected. We saw you. We, you taught on our streets. Jesus seems to say that if you come from the same spiritual place where I come from, not just from my neighborhood, but if you come from that spiritual place of compassion, as the Father is compassionate, if you are inclusive, as I have been, with whomever, if you love the neighbor, the enemy, and forgive the sinners, then I will know you. I will recognize you as coming from the same spiritual place. That kind of spiritual discipline takes a lot of practice for all of us. We can't just say to Jesus, Oh, I saw you at the gym. Remember me? I was sitting right there on the bench cheering you on. And I was exhausted just watching you mix it up with all those people who seemed to be so helpless on their own. And so back to our questioner. Will only a few people be saved? Well, we don't know. Because that is the work of God. Our task is to keep in touch with our own readiness, all the while having great hope that we will be among those that Isaiah says will come from every nation, a promise that Jesus echoes in today's gospel when he says that people will come from the east and the west and from the south and the north and will recline at the table in the kingdom of God. What a great day that will be.
what a great celebration God has prepared. And what a wonderful surprise it may be for us to discover all of the others whom God has invited. <laughs>